Hello, welcome to Life's Difficult, a podcast where we discuss the many issues and challenging aspects of modern life and how we attempt to navigate them. I'm Mikhail, and as always, I'm joined by my conversation partner, Milos. How's it going? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. First video podcast. Uh, this is a strange experience, but hopefully it'll just add to the, uh, add to the, the, the momentum and yeah. the experience. Well, yeah, I mean... I think we can definitely see how um, over the weeks we've gotten better at the audio aspect of the podcast just by getting more comfortable with the whole process and with each other. And so hopefully it'll be the same with the video and it takes, and we can do it a bit faster since we are kind of in the groove of at least the audio aspect. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this first one might be a little strange, but you know, that's weird. okay. Yeah. Um, in order to prepare for this, I slammed down a pizza and a bowl <laughs> of bolognese to look my best and feel my best. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, yeah, I might pass out in the middle of the podcast, but otherwise things right. are good. So we got to yeah. keep this one short. We only got like yep. 25, 30 minutes before the cheese sauce <laughs> makes it to your pancreas and you die. But, uh, you know what? I think we've picked the right topic for this first podcast just to oh, yeah. keep us excited and to just have fun with it. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, makes for, I guess, for a better visual experience as well. And so this week we're discussing the difficulty with uh, partying or maybe the lack of difficulty and maybe that's, that's the problem. Um, you can come at it from two different perspectives. I mean, for some people, the difficulty in their lives is going to be that they party way too much. Mm-hmm. And for others, it's going to be that they haven't partied since they were 16. So there's a, there's a little mm-hmm. bit, it's like two, two halves of the same coin almost. Okay, so in order to get started here, I guess let's just talk about why people party in the first place, why we do, mm. and just generally maybe what value we find in it, or if there is any, or oh, man, any that, of that. That's a tough question, because I think that requires people to be really honest with themselves. Yeah. And like, I'll tell you right now, for the first, for the first like 10 years of my drinking life, which is kind of when I started partying, mm-hmm. um, I partied for one specific reason, and that was because I wanted to meet girls and I was desperate. That was it. I, I, I think that's, give... to be fair, true of, you know, 99% of, of guys. Yeah, most men. I, I agree. Most men. You start off like that. But I do think that at some point you will get to a point where it's like, you just do, like, I think now I can safely say that I do it both for the woman, but also just for fun. Right. Whereas initially, yeah. but, but this is the thing, is like, back then it was a lot harder for me to admit to myself and the world that like... I don't care. For that you're any- so single-minded about oh, it? Oh, 100%. Yeah, I, was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I was like a sociopath. Like, that, like those characters <laughs> in movies where it's like, everyone else is like having a good time. And I'm just like... You've seen American Psycho, right? Or no? I, I've seen bits and I still haven't watched yeah, it Yeah, we need to entirety. watch that together. Yeah. Just thought of... Uh, I- <laughs> <laughs> I've been told I remind girls of the guy from the, the Netflix show, You. Oh, the guy's also a sociopath. So <laughs> I've already got that. That I haven't watched, but yeah, not a not a great comparison, it's, or or maybe a very flat, flattering comparison. It's I don't like know. it's a mix of two because it's very like uh, it feels very much centered towards a female audience. So the main character is like this like weird. He like stalks her, but he's also kind of nice to her. I only watched a couple episodes in, so I don't really know. Yeah. In the first, within the first episodes, he's making some guy disappear. He's like kidnapping a guy who's being creepy to some girl. So uh-huh. I feel like I'm a, that makes me a he's, good he's person. He's a hero, yeah. He's a uh, hero. It's funny because uh, I remember that guy as being one of the main characters from Gossip Girl. He's <laughs> the so, guy from Gossip Girl? Yeah. His, his name's what? Penn Badgley or something like that. And he's okay. kind of like the insert you... Um, Kind of like the self-insert character in uh-huh. Gossip Girl, at least initially, before he gets dragged deep into that world. Um, so yeah, that's it was weird since because he kind of then disappeared off the scene, mm-hmm. right? And then to come back, I don't know, ten or so years later as a psychopath, it was quite something to see. That okay, so I'm I'm beginning to like Gossip Girl more and more because I did so I didn't know this I didn't know any of the cast of Gossip Girl I didn't watch it growing up I didn't see that stuff oh, I, I don't have sisters it. I don't yeah. have I don't I never no, no, girlfriend I, just, no, no, no. I I chose <laughs> really? to watch Gossip Girl no girls along no with girl me and, along with my friends too. Damn, <laughs> good for you. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, dude, at that age, watching kind of semi trashy like teen dramas, mm-hmm. especially for that like that age of like oh the high school kid enters. Um, a fish out of water enters high school and, yeah. and then enters like the party and crazy world of the elite, which mm. is basically Gossip Girl and a few yeah. other shows. There's a lot of appeal to that as a young man as well. Like if, if you yeah. if you let yourself, <laughs> there's a lot of appeal because it's, you know, because then you think of yourself as the, uh, 
as a young man entering high school. You imagine and, yourself and, boning the girls at Gossip Girl, and it's like, this is beautiful. Well, but that, that's what Gossip Girl <laughs> ended up being. It was, a, it was the main character just like getting to <laughs> rip through the whole school, living the dream. Basically, from because from, at that age, especially beyond the sex, it's like you des- desperately need social gratification, right? Yeah. And so. I still need social gratification. Exactly. I, that's all I live for. I'm not That's joking. I'm not joking. Party. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it, it goes back to the partying aspect, right? It's mm-hmm. uh, for uh, for young men, but men who are even a bit older, like us. Mm-hmm. You still want to meet women. You still want to meet new people and have fun and yeah. kind of be validated in some way about like yeah. your presence out there, right? And <laughs> Gossip Girl <laughs> was the perfect way of like the, it was a perfect wish fulfillment of that. Yeah. Obviously, it also showed the 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 many downsides, but you just kind of ignore that and just think it's part of the, like the chaotic fun, which mm-hmm. I think both of you have a, both of us rather have a personality where we enjoy the chaos aspects of oh, going yeah. out as much. Yeah. So yeah. I like to watch the world burn a little. That's I, so I want to set the fire. And, uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. Good team. That's so funny to me that, that to you guys. So I don't know, growing up, I only heard girls talking about it. So I just assumed the show's only for women and I should not watch it. I discussed that actually with oh no no i think this is going to show just how many of these sort of shows i, I was watching and sorry for interrupting it's just no, no. reminded me the other day so the other day i met one of milsha's co-workers and one <laughs> of the things we discussed was the vampire diaries that was another one that i heard oh, yeah. i heard that one i heard or is that one or true blood i heard one of them was actually both. good yeah yeah okay so i heard one of them was really good from a dude so i was like okay maybe but what i was gonna say was one of my favorite netflix jet like every time you find every now and then you find a show on netflix that just like speaks to you on a deep level you're like i love this show because mm. the people so one of my favorite shows on netflix only got two seasons is a show called white gold okay and the main character in that who plays like the scummiest most dirtbag piece of shit person mm. that you've ever met uh but he's the protagonist still so uh-huh. you kind of love him but you hate him he's a complete dirtbag yeah he's one of the guys from gossip girl and when i realized he was in gossip girl i'm Do you like know- who from Gossip Girl? God dang it, I don't know. Okay, I'm just going to check his, right now. Is his name um, said, Ed, 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 Ed Westwick or some shit like that? Uh, Westwick. Oh, the British, he's a British, British guy, actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, British yeah, guy, yeah. He, he, was, he was Chuck Bass in, in Dude, uh, that guy is the perfect dirtbag. Oh my, if you ever, dude, White Gold. And another, two of our favorite people from The Inbetweeners are in it. Well, not the best ones, but two guys from The yeah, Inbetweeners yeah, yeah, yeah. are in that show. Okay. Oh, and, such and, a great show. And then like... I only watched a few episodes of this, though I'm actually interested in, in picking it back up. Mm-hmm. Um, but in The Boys, Chase Crawford, also from Gossip Girl, is oh, one of the main like asshole characters there. So, so it's uh, they they've they all disappeared they for a bit. They a genre, and then they spread <laughs> or out. They find yeah. a typecast, and they're like, "Here you are." Well, but that's the thing. All these people in within Gossip Girl, like obviously there was all this drama and stuff, mm-hmm. and we will return to the. Topic this has just become a, a Gossip Girl podcast. <laughs> Uh, Let's just go full fanboy. But, uh, you know, in many ways, they're more, despite all the drama, a little cleaner cut characters. Mm -hmm. But yeah, Chase Crawford plays like a, you know, maniac superhero character. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then Penn Badgley is playing an actual psychopath. And then... I love it. Yeah, the other one is dirt back too. But actually... The he's w- also like yeah got- what's his face uh, Chuck Bass and Gossip Girl is also at least for the first couple seasons definitely the closest uh, like in terms of actually being just an asshole mm-hmm. in both shows so yeah there you go okay. alright back to partying <laughs> back to partying <laughs> unfortunately don't party when you can watch Gossip Girl at home and get the full experience anyway you know yeah. probably better than you're ever going to get partying <laughs> <laughs> well so, okay so that does actually bring me to another point that like partying can be very aimless and a waste of time and have none of that wish fulfillment when you're actually out there if you do it the wrong way. Oh yeah. And it suck. I, I, I think that especially often the early years are like that. And then often people just stop afterwards and they just think it sucks. Right? I, it goes back to what we we're talking about first off is like know why you want to party because like just as an example like when I was a young man a young man when I was a dumbass kid a couple of years ago you know people would invite you out like like there's there's social events i guess it's like there's almost like a difference between social events and partying but like you know your friends will invite you hey let's go get drunk watch the ufc and do this and it's like 
you got to know yourself. Are you, is that the kind of vibe that you want to have on a Friday, Saturday night? Or are you thinking like, no, guys, I want to go meet girls. Or no, mm-hmm. I want to go do this. Or no, you know, what experience are you after? Uh, you know, and, and, um, and so to that point, it's like, you have to, like, for some people staying in it, like, Gossip Girl might have been a great time to bring up, like, listen, just mm. real, real, I knew guys who were pulling this stuff, I didn't do it, but, like, I knew guys who were pulling this stuff, but they would do watch parties for some of these shows that women loved, they would do a bachelor watch party, and yeah. it'd be them and, like, four female friends, they'd be like, bring your other female friends, bring a couple dudes, have some drinks, and it's like, that's their version of a party, what do they really want, they want to be surrounded by attractive women, yeah. And the bachelorette just happened to be their their mode to get there. So yeah. it's like it's such a weird thing to to discuss, but you got to know what you're what you want to get out of it and then it won't suck as much. Mm-hmm. But there's one more facet to that which is what you want to get out of it, you also have to have the balls to get out of it because Yeah, yeah, it's not just what you want to get out of it. It's you need the pathway laid out before you and then take those steps to fulfill yeah. it. And I think that's what I struggled with. Um, for honestly, like most of my partying life, right? It was, and I also started too young, um, uh, because like my high school years were in Kuala Lumpur, and as a result, like I could get alcohol when I was fifteen, sixteen, or something like that. And we could also go out and like hit clubs at that, that same age. Been awesome! That must have been fun. There was an element to it that was amazing. There's also an element to it of like. There were adults there too, <laughs> and, and, and we're these, we're these sixteen-year-old kids, who are, you know. Bro, I can just imagine. I think some of the crazy shit I see here in Toronto clubs. Could you imagine a Kuala Lumpur club? Like, like the burnouts that you see over there. They'll probably set you straight right away. You're like, I want to go be a doctor. I don't want to party ever again. And and you know, obviously, like that the 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 liquor you get there is just oh, fire water. Yeah, it's it's gonna kill you. <laughs> Um, so that's not great either. And then, and yeah, it's like, how do you, how do you approach women at 16? Like you're already in such, like you've entered like the deep end in some Mm -hmm. ways and I couldn't like approach people and stuff. So it would just end up being like me and a few of my guy friends go awkwardly dance around a little bit. Like Mm -hmm. it's not that you couldn't have good nights because just drinking with your friends is a good thing. And that's, I think maybe something we'll also get to about like, the other parts of partying that's great beyond just like yeah. approaching the opposite sex or, or whatever, trying to like improve your social worth or value or something like that. But yeah, a lot of it was just like being a horny 16 year old who would just go out, be sexually frustrated and come back. And that's, <laughs> you know, that's just terrible. And I did it I like, those are kind of insanity, right? Yeah. Like I'm just doing it again and again. No, but it weren't, there weren't <laughs> reps, right? It would have been reps if like, uh, I'm moving towards something. I just was doing the same thing in, on repeat week See, after I, week. I've, I've, I, per- I have a different view of that because I went through the same thing as a young, as like, I don't know, my like 18, 19, 20, my first few years of going out. Yeah. It was a lot of you go to these places and you do nothing. Yeah. And you sit there in fear, but it is your reps because over time you build up so much self-loathing that you've done not, that you've like been to these places, spent money, done nothing, that eventually you crack and then from the ashes of this breakdown <laughs> comes a person who doesn't care anymore and actually goes out and does it, you know? Yeah. So I think the reps are valuable, but I don't think that's necessary for everyone. Um, no, no. But I think also, like, some, like, it's such a weird thing because I think for, like, for partying especially, it's so dependent on the people around you. Because mm-hmm. you can be, because there can be times when, like, you think you're there to to you know just hang out or drink or do whatever but the vibe becomes so fun you're with people who are so down have a great time and yeah. then that completely changes what's going on and, and what's happening and in that in that way i think that you know a lot of times it's like you sh- you can't really control everything so even though you you can you can go to where you want to go and you can do what you want to do a huge part of it is having the right people around you and then it's just that's where the real good times come in is when you have a bunch of homies, some good people around you, and you guys just go and, and you know, paint the town red. Yeah, and, and I think this is also, um, if we can impart a piece of advice to a young person who's just starting out or is going to, or, cons- or considering it at whatever age, mm-hmm. um, you need to get that friend group down correct- correctly. And mm-hmm. ov- obviously, it'll naturally expand when you're out there, you're going to meet more people and stuff, but like, 
you need to have the that right vibe around you and that might mean like you have different sorts of friends for different things you might have your friends for your everyday life for your everyday like interests and passions and stuff and then you have your party friends or you know ideally you, you can get both in one package or whatever it might be but you need somebody who can like raise the energy level and i think that's part of what also I struggle with because like sometimes like I'd be out and I especially back then was a really really introverted and reserved and I had a friend who was even more so than me who, who I came out with so it's like I had to try to like raise his energy level and that's such yeah. a such a disaster and yeah so, so so just stuff like that like if you don't have the right like infrastructure in place partying is almost a dead end which like that, that's I, huge, I would rather yeah. delay it a bit and try to get certain things right yeah. before doing it that's a huge part because it really does play i think one of the big things that plays in a lifestyle and it plays into who do you have around you who can you get around you and, and what can you do with these people where everyone's enjoying themselves because i this is actually so this is kind of an offshot of that but one of the things that i do think that uh we should address too is the fact that you know the older you get the more it's going to be expected that you don't party anymore or that you party in certain ways that are more acceptable to certain people, right? Mm -hmm, it's like, mm -hmm. and that's, that's kind of, and that's something you'll notice, right? Um, I saw a quote on, on Twitter the other day that I thought was actually kind of interesting. And the person said, it's like, what's cool to do in your twenties is okay. in your, or what's, what's really cool to do when you're 20 is normal when you're 25 is okay at 30 is kind of makes you a bum at 35 and by 40 you're 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 gone and base and what mm. it said underneath that is like um there's such a thing as social inflation right like mm. insinuating that like over time if you keep doing the same things you're not gonna have uh your your value is gonna be diminished and there's definitely some truth in that in the sense that if you know if you continue to do the same kind of like i don't know like you know when you're when you're a, when you're in your early 20s getting hammered to the point of blacking out with your friends and like going to a bar and being loud and rowdy and, and yeah. talking shit and, and then going home. That's, that's a night. That's a fun night. And like the first few times you do that as a man, oh my God, it's a great time. The first few times you and my friends got just pissed drunk and just acted like complete fools. Mm -hmm. It was great. But you can't be doing that all the time. And so there's a certain aspect of like, if you know what you want from partying, it really turns from this thing of like what you do more into like a part of your lifestyle in the sense that how are you going to maintain something that continues to be fun, continues to be fulfilling and continues to give you what you want, but also being cognizant of the fact that this is something that societally you're going to be judged for if you do it for too long. Um, and you may have to like pivot and find ways to accommodate the fact that some of your close friends might feel that shame, whereas you don't. Right. Mm -hmm. That's another part of it is like, you might feel totally fine. Like, I don't think I'm, I, I can totally see me having kids one day and I still think, Hey, let's go. Like kids are with like grandparents or something. Let's me and my wife get hammered as shit with a bunch of friends yeah. in a club. Have a night on the town. Yeah. Have a, who cares? Not, no judgment. But for other people that can be seen as like a serious, Ooh, Ooh, we're going where? Yeah. I, I, I think there's a part of adjusting slightly. Right, so exactly what you described sounds fine to me, but you mean you might not do it at a club that is otherwise for university students when you're packed together like sardines, right? Maybe it'd be yeah. more like you go to like a lounge that has a clubby element to it, and you can all sit down and have a drink with your friends, and you know it's slightly more upscale, slightly more relaxed. There's less pressure to go dance, but then like five, six drinks in, maybe you can a little bit. And so it's still kind of okay because the setting is for an older crowd. The setting is more classy. Mm. Um, is that just playing games with yourself so that it's more socially acceptable? Maybe, but that's okay. That's part of moving things along and, and yeah. I, I think that's fine. Um, yeah, I, I just... I guess let's, let's just pin down why it really is like not simply a vacuous endeavor that it's not simply oh, I mean, just I a think that's pretty easy to 
Sure, there. but I think it's worth doing just yeah. because. Uh, what, do think, we, what do you think gives it its its value outside of, you know, it's your chance to get laid when you're single? I mean, <laughs> the list I roughly made, right, mm-hmm. just going in was. Um, yeah, so th- there, there's a sexual component, but there's also a dating component. Component. Just because you meet a girl out doesn't mean she's, you know, you're out there, and hopefully you, you have some value. So the girl can equally have value, and you might end up dating seriously. So mm-hmm. that has, um, that's important. Uh, expanding your um, social circles is also a good thing, right? As long as yeah. you're meeting quality people. Um, and again. I'll get to the limitations of all of these, but just mm. sticking to the no, positive, right? Like the benefits, right? Um, you get new experiences, right? Whether it's the experience of getting incredibly drunk, that there's still value in that if you just don't repeatedly do it and become, <laughs> you know, go off the deep end. So again, w- within moderation, but like getting drunk for the first time, getting very drunk, perhaps partaking in certain uh, activities that you otherwise wouldn't, whether it's just jumping into the river, right? Well, you know, whatever, like silliness, but like, Again, as long as they're safe enough and like, you know, you're not doing anything illegal or you don't get or caught, right? Right, like <laughs> all new experiences that like do have value, right? Like things that you'll talk about yeah. if ten years down the line with a laugh, mm-hmm. you know. So, and then shared experiences with friends, like you can really grow to love a friend through experiencing crazy things with them, right? That's part of the 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 beauty of a younger friendship especially yeah. that that's why it is a bit of a bummer when you meet a person much later in life because even if they you both have the capacity for that still mm-hmm. it's very unlikely that you can build that new kind of like that kind of same bond because it's going to be harder to share those crazy experiences together um and yeah the, the I, I guess it's also just a release and it's something you look forward to on the weekend or bi-weekly or monthly whenever you do it but like mm-hmm. It's that like you're working or you're whatever you you you're you're taking time to do things that maybe aren't always that ple- pleasurable or they are but they still build up stress in you, and partying is a chance to get that release whether it's through hanging out with friends or through dancing or through drinking or a mixture of all those things. Of course, there are drugs too uh, that that can be involved and that's also new experiences and can be very meaningful, right? Like uh, jokes. J- Obviously, we can make many jokes about taking drugs and stuff, but like um, certain drugs really can expand the way you view the world and change your and and again make you even closer with the people you're around because you experience that together. And of course, should do it safely. Shouldn't be mixing alcohol with drugs. Should be taking precautions and look into everything you should do prior to having that drug so that you don't end up in some horrific situation, whether it's hallucinogenic and you have a bad trip by yourself or or you know, you have uh, MDMA and you overheat and you have muscle spasms. That's why, like, they, um, there are certain compounds you can take and stuff yeah. to help you along, right? So, again, all safely, right? Don't do any of this thing, these things stupidly, but just a whole range of experiences out there that you can get sitting at home or you can get going out to dinner, yeah. even if those are lovely things. So it's not simply just, like, a, this brain-dead thing of we go out and we drink. It's like, yeah, there's an element of brain-dead to it for sure. 100% like partly even people who are thinking smart people which I think we like to think that we are right on we, 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 we like on occasion we also <laughs> on occasion want to switch that off and be brain dead and 100%. just like just enjoy each other's company without like thinking about x y and z right so all that stuff it's 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 immensely valuable and and it's it's really like I think that I wanted to pin this down because it's just top of mind and it's what because it's what we were discussing pre-podcast as well, right? Discussing uh, a friend who had some complaints about, like, I guess about us, right? And the party life. And just to be clear, though, uh, the just, party just, life chose us. We didn't choose it. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, just to be clear, uh, for the first like what three, four months of this year, we didn't touch any drinks. I didn't party. You partied very little and not yeah, no, really I was sober. I was sober for four months just for, just cause I said I'd do it. And yeah. I like, oh, damn, I got to do it now. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's like, uh, we're not actually like some party maniacs, but, uh, a point that I was going to get to later, but can bring it now. is like, it, ne- it can be cyclical. It doesn't need to be just an okay. on and off switch for all, the, all, all time or you never party. And so, you know, summer, uh, actually like decent summer in Toronto is a rare, rare thing. 
right? We need to take it's advantage short. of it. It's, it's short sh little it, time. It's short, it's cold. Otherwise, it's been especially tough with two years of COVID and like pretty severe restrictions here and all that kind yeah. of stuff. So yeah, we, we decided that we were going to have a fun summer and I think two things yeah. that you mentioned for the value of partying that I think are important. One, uh, one is just fun. Man, yeah. people forget how to have fun. And, like, I get it. Like, you can do other things for fun. You don't have to go party. You can you can take up a hobby. You can play sports. You can do this. You can do that. You can just hang out with buddies and drink. You can hang out with buddies and do a poker night. You can do... There's so many ways to go ahead and have fun. Yeah. There's just something about... So, I think it, it ties into the other thing that you said is being brain dead. Mm -hmm. And I know it's going to sound like a weird thing, but I truly do believe that if you're ever in a club or in a bar or in a social situation, even at a party, and you're not having a good time, and you're like, what is going on here? You just need to take your IQ and dial it down like 30 points. Just let yourself be stupid. I know it sounds dumb, but it's like, if you let yourself I think you're be working dumb, against my comment about it not being vacuous. Well, no, no, but, but here's the thing. I, I do... I think, unfortunately, there's this idea of like, well, if you have to be stupid to do it, then it's not a, something that you should be doing. But yeah, yeah. I guess when I say brain dead, I'm not necessarily saying you should like go do, oh, you show up at a party and then be like, oh, I'm going to go streaking. Like not that mm -hmm. kind of brain dead, but more so like what a lot of people I find experience in today's Western society is that we have so many normal roles throughout the day. You have your work role, you have your, your, you know, your proper friends role, you have your roles that you do when you're out and about normally. You have all this stuff. We all build up these kind of roles and these people that we play and we don't get to actually play ourselves in the way of just like letting all that shit go. Mm -hmm. Who cares? You know what I mean? There's something, like even just that idea of like you and your you and some friends go to a club and you just jump around to music like a bunch of idiots. Mm -hmm. I think there's great value in that because it helps people just relax. And I think the big thing is I personally think that one of the best ways that you can grow as a person and be a very, a very effective person is by maintaining a fluid structure around you. You're not too rigid. You're not stuck and bogged down in one viewpoint of yourself, one this, one that. And these places where you're encouraged to have fun, act stupid, scream, shout, do that. And I know there's people who go to the clubs and they just go there to look cool. There's mm. that guy who's just like this, like, so. And you have the girls who go to the booths and all they do is this. They dance. And some guy comes up. Don't know. I'm tired of dancing. There's people there who just go there to like look cool. I'm not talking about those people. If you're one of those people, have fun sometimes. Don't just do that. Then you're treating like a fucking job. Mm. But the people who just go there to let loose, there's, I think there's so much value in letting loose and having fun and just play. Like Again, you, you can call it vacuous to go brain dead. I think the brain dead part is what helps us remember the childlike fun of just doing things for the sake of doing them. Tag is the stupidest, most simple game in the world, but it's fun because, you know, it's simple. You know what? Screaming in a club is a fun game. You just scream to the music. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, and, and, and kind of uh, uh, building off that, it's also the ability to just speak your mind a bit more, just actually let out whatever is on your mind that you otherwise can't because you're inhibited because of yeah. some sort of social you can't convention get canceled at the club <laughs> you certainly <laughs> can't no, you know, but uh <laughs> so um, take that and, advice and go get beat up tonight but but i think <laughs> i think actually corresponding to that what i just thought of right now is like it's kind of why it's still important to build your character outside of the party situation right because i will say um when i'm drinking and i can be more silly and speak more openly there's still a level of comfort I feel thinking about that when I'm sober also because I yeah. think I don't have some abhorrent view that needs to come out or I don't, I don't, I'm not too worried about saying something because I've been dishonest because I'm otherwise pretty open with my friends and pretty straightforward as a person and stuff. So yeah, that, that, that's another issue, right? Like if, if you're living a life that is uh, uh, filled with you know, your, your moral failings of dishonesty and talking behind your friends' backs and harboring these terrible views and all this stuff, then yeah, drinking is going to let, let all that out. And that's why you see viral videos of like a drunk guy going on a racist rant or, right? It's always because yeah. it's something that's there and they finally like got to release it. But like, 
hopefully, you know, you're a decent enough person and you've, <laughs> and you've, and you've worked on your character, right? You've worked, you've worked yeah. on your beliefs. You don't actually you have a disgusting dark side that's just waiting to get out. Behind yeah. Then, then when you let loose, it can kind of be a beautiful thing because you're just letting out yeah. your love for people and you're letting out your enthusiasm for things and stuff like that. So yeah, it's a double-edged sword. So, you know, if you're a shitty 18 year old, uh, and we and we've all kind of been there, right? Like we get drunk and we have like one of those bad nights where it's like, oh god, what did I say and what did I do and like. Yeah, that's actually so. That's actually an interesting uh, an interesting concept. I, I remember, I forget where I read this, but somebody called it like a shame hangover, where it's like <laughs> you're not. It's not that your body's hungover, it, or that that's not what's killing you. It's the fact of like, oh god, what did I say to who? What? How did I present myself to whom? And like, yeah. And I mean, but to me, and you know what the thing is too, though. Here's something I really think. I think that's a part of partying too. That's a part of that's a part of life. You mm-hmm. got to go break some eggs. You got to go be an idiot. You got to go say things that make you look dumb. You got to go. You know, like you, you got to learn the limits. Like I think we we just when things are too nice and easy and everything is kind of perfectly organized and everything's going just the same way as it always goes. Sure, there's stability in that. Sure, there's there's benefits to that. But I think, and maybe it's just me and you, but I think both of us like a little bit of chaos, oh, like yeah. a little bit of crazy shit. Who cares? Let's see. Let's let's throw some stuff at the wall and see what what hits. So I definitely think I think I think hands down, there's always a benefit to partying. And I also look at it this way: is like, you know, I've had the fortunate, uh, I've had the fortunate instance of a couple times. Not always. Cause most of my family's back home. They're not in Canada. A few times I've gone back to the old country and got to see all my relatives, and it's kind of like a party. It's just it's the same vibe. We're drinking, we're talking, we're having fun. Everyone's having, everyone's loose, everyone's like happy to see each other. It's that novelty. Mm-hmm. I think if you can continue to go to partying with a sense of novelty of just allowing yourself to enjoy a moment, it can be something that you do well into your older age, and it'll always be a benefit to you. But I also think there's people who don't do that and then and then it becomes kind of the dark side or or people who strictly party to go you know do drugs and stuff like don't get me wrong there's times and places to do drugs i love that stuff but also you have to be cognizant of the fact that you know if that's the only reason why you're partying at the end of the day drugs are kind of a personal experience that's a, that's yeah. a, that's another offshot but it's like again you unless you're doing that. certain drugs which i don't think either one of one of us would encourage like something like cocaine or heroin or something like your date like again like yeah i wouldn't touch that stuff uh, i i think when just yeah just to clarify for people watching or listening it's the sort of drugs we're talking about are like either psychedelics and again then not really in a party context right because you could do it in party context sure but i mean like maybe the first first time around especially like maybe do do it with a friend and stuff and (laughs) or, or or then like something like uh MDMA, which, but you know, um, all all those things make some of the funniest stories. Mm. I oh man, I had a buddy of mine tell me, <laughs> I had a buddy of mine tell me a story about how the first time that he did acid, it was supposed to be just like him and some friends hanging out like this abandoned house, mm-hmm. and it turned into like a full blown crack den party. <laughs> and so he's on acid, and it's like the seediest, sketchiest. Like half the people there are homeless, and he's just like a sixteen year old kid like tripping balls. <laughs> at an abandoned house so it does make for some amazing stories you know well listen uh, everybody who enters this world are gonna make mistakes that are great yeah. in terms of like the story and like yeah. at least talking about it after the fact but I'm not gonna tell them to make yeah, the you mistake yeah, I'm just you, yeah. you're, you're gonna it make happens, it regardless it but like and I wish you all the best of luck in those moments on, on my end I'm oh, not Jesus. encouraging <laughs> drug use of like the cocaine variety nah. as it, it's like the happier or more introspective or, you know, those sort of drugs that, yeah. that uh, I think at least interest us. Um, but okay, let's, uh, are you ready to tra- talk about some limitations or drawbacks just yeah, yeah, before course. we yeah, maybe yeah. wrap around back to why it's awesome? <laughs> yeah. um, actually, no, but one, one other thing I'll say um, to branch off what you were saying earlier is yes, making those mistakes and stuff is part of the experience but it's also not great and why I'm much happier partying now than I was whatever 10 years ago. Yeah. It's it's um let's just say high school, right? Let's just pick an age. When when you're partying in high school, 
you're so much more insecure. You're going to make all those mistakes. You're going to get less yeah. benefit out of it. You're going to have less experience how to handle alcohol. You're, so you're more likely to have bad nights where you vomit or you just feel sick and all that kind of stuff. You're more likely to have friends around you who are more volatile with alcohol too and haven't figured it all out. Um, you realize, oh, your best friend's a mean drunk or something, right? Like all that stuff. And um, you feel shame and you actually will be judged much more too, right? So it's a much, it's a more rational fear and all this kind of stuff. Whereas now, like most of those mistakes, I'm, I'm not worried about anymore, mm. uh, about making them. Um, and there's no element of shame in it. And like, because at that, this point also, you should have curated your social group so that um, they aren't judgmental people, right? They're adults, you're chill. And I just find like at this point, like when something goes wrong, you don't feel shame. You laugh about it with your friends after the fact. Whereas that age, yeah, you would still laugh about it with your clo close friends, but there's also this overarching yeah. kind of cl dark cloak over everything of like, yeah, but people who aren't my close friends, they're judging me, they're talking <laughs> shit, shit behind my back and stuff. So that's another part of it. Like, uh, this is not to say don't party when you're younger, but try to get to this place. It doesn't have to take you 10 years, right? can just be like a year or two and then you're in university and, mm. and, and things are better. And then you can have this more of this guilt-free, stress-free, more mature, reasonable sort of partying and nights out, which is just so much more healthy for everybody. And it makes you a more pleasant person when you're out there too because when you're holding on to all this stress and stuff while you're out and drinking, it leads to like more explosive kind of situations. Whereas mm. like you're, when you're more chill, then it just, you know, all of that kind of dissipates. Um, but yeah, in terms of this, uh, limitations, I think it, I guess goes without saying like partying isn't a replacement for anything else that's, that's meaningful in your life. Right. It can, it can supplement it. It can enhance it. Um, but often in practice for a lot of people, I think it ends up like being a distraction or taking away. So you have to also figure out like what place partying is, can, can occupy in your life without detracting from other meaningful elements. I think what's so interesting is that, it, so it's kind of like one of those things where it's like a, not a double-edged sword, but it's something where too much of it presents you with one problem and too little of it presents you with another drawback. So it's like, mm. For a lot of people, at least I can imagine people, like for me, five, six years ago, the problem would have been that you don't really have anyone to party with. You don't really mm. have a social circle around. You don't really have the right kind of people. And so you're kind of just forcing it or it happens very sporadically. So I think the limit, I mean, obviously we can, we can provide the limitation of doing it too much. I think that one is kind of almost really self-evident. Like mm -hmm. if you party too much, like again, if you become one of those guys who just goes to the club to look cool sits up and whatever or goes somewhere to show up and it's just like you've lost the fun for it it's another day it's like for you it's almost like going to the office you're like oh yes i am here at well, all it, times it, I, I, I would just uh, i agree with you but it's not just like oh the people who go there to look cool it's even if you're going there with the mentality we discussed but you're going but you just four times a week <laughs> no no i'm saying it, even if you're doing all the right things and stuff but it's like four times a week then it just by pure repetition, it's becoming more of a robotic endeavor than it is like a fun endeavor. Um, because yeah, it's no longer that thing that you're like blowing off steam with or you can really look forward to. It's more yeah. like, yeah, I have to check off my four days, right? And, and there, there are gonna be times where you do that and it's still fun. And there are gonna be times when you do that and it's not even that fun, but it's sort of necessary for your just social reps of getting yeah. more sociable and getting out of your shell. But like in terms Usually, of sustainability, like you don't want to be somebody who just lives partying because... I mean, usually uh, if someone's doing that, it's because they're, they're in it for like the sexual games. Like honestly, if, if a dude is partying four nights a week, it's usually because he's trying to meet girls there aggressively. Like when I was partying, yes. I, there was a time when I was partying five nights a week and it's for exactly that reason is because the girls go out. So why am I going to stay in? And I had a job where I could get up at t noon. So like, what did I care? You know what I mean? My nights might as... Like it's almost like... It was like a night is better spent like that. But, but I know what you mean. There's a, there's a point of diminishing returns where maybe doing other things with your time would have been better. Yeah, it, it, it's just that, like, you know, the, the, there are 
a few core things that are, I think, universally meaningful in a life, whether it's having some kind of passion, whatever form that takes in pursuing it, uh, love, familial bonds, friendship, like all this kind of just like basic core stuff. And if, if you're partying four days a week for a prolonged period of time, right? Not just as like maybe one summer or something. Yeah, it's, it's, you're, it's highly likely, I would say, to the point that I, I feel comfortable just saying this, it, it, that you're taking away from those really core aspects of a good, like solid life. But yeah, you turn down that number slightly and it's perfectly fine again. But like, right, like... You, I feel that's a less... Elon Musk isn't becoming Elon Musk partying four days a week yeah. is what I'm saying. But I feel, I feel like that's a less... At least in, in from what I see in society, I feel like that's a less common drawback than the more common drawback of people just don't go out <laughs> these days. I, like, I don't know. It's just it's a mixture, right? Like Yeah. Uh, or maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just perceiving it from another lens. But for me, it's like I look at it as like... The biggest limitation for it is that a lot of people don't do it right because they don't have the right people to do it with. And That's so huge. they yeah. misjudge it and they just end up saying, oh, this isn't for me. And it's mm. not that it's not for you. It's just that you never had the right crew to realize how much how much fun this could be. Like, I got lucky. I I think I was like 21 or 22 when I got a... No, I think it was, it was 21. I was 21. I was a lifeguard in an outdoor pool. Yeah. I thought I knew what it meant to party. But then I, I became a lifeguard and I parted with lifeguards and I realized like, no, there's a whole nother level of like, just like having an amazing time, making hilarious memories with your friends just, and just doing things that, again, like things that people would consider stupid, but were just novel for us. It's just like, who cares? Like, these are things that were hilarious. Like I remember mm -hmm. one night and I'll put like 18 people on blast here, me and like 10 or 13 friends, we all got drunk as hell downtown and I had a room in the annex, but it was literally like a room, like probably the size of maybe this couch, like not very big. And there was like, must've been like eight or nine of us who were just obliterated drunk. Like, yo, we can all just leave in mind, don't worry. And we just, it was like a scene from a movie. You had like someone, like three people on the bed, five people on the floor, one person's like on the table. And it's just like, no one needed to do this, but there was, a, there was something of, of a bonding experience and us do, making a stupid, and I still remember that day, it was like, super early in the morning when me and one other person had to get up and go back to the pool to open it up because we we pulled mm -hmm. the short straw that night and we were the morning crew usually there's only like a couple of other go in the morning yeah. it's like fuck so we had to like get up early and i like i had to leave everybody at my place like guys just lock the door on the way out mm -hmm. and we go do this and again it's just one of those things where it's like these these are bonding experiences those things that you remember those things that you fondly remember like obviously a whole bunch of funny things happened in between that and it's just like it's stuff like that 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 you wouldn't get from like, like if you if you plan to like one of the things is that's so interesting is when you talk about like a chaotic evening that kind of spirals into these like really fun memory making moments, a lot of times it comes from kind of making choices that are off the beaten path. And if you choose if if you go out with the intent to party and have a good time, sometimes that stuff gets lost and like okay, well now we're gonna go drink here and then we're gonna go there and then everyone's gonna get their Ubers and everyone's gonna go home. And it's like, there's, there's almost like a, like when you, when you really just, when you set up the situation where it's like, yeah, everyone's got the whole night. They don't care what happens. They don't care where they go. It'll be a good time. You get these more, I want to say epic because it, it, there's nothing epic about 13 people sleeping on the floor necessarily, but in the moment it's kind of epic in like the commitment to, you know, staying out, to having fun, to doing this stuff, to drinking, to, to having an experience. And I think that's the thing is a lot of people, they don't have people in their lives who are committed to having an experience outside the norm. And even when it's, it doesn't have to be like, it can be something innocent, it could be something deviant. It could be, hey, let's go to this club now. We met somebody who's going to a sex party, let's go to the sex party, hmm. you know? And you just have somebody who says yes. Or somebody's like, hey, we went to this club, someone invited us to an after hours. Let's just go to the, I've been a number of after hours just because someone at a club invited us to after hours. And a lot of times I regretted it. I remember one time going to this place, people were smoking cigarettes indoors. I wanted to, strangle my buddy who dragged me there because like no it's gonna be a great time and i'm like okay fine i grew up in that because in malaysia all all clubs were smoking indoors and you'd often get like cigarette ash on you and smoke it was oh, so gross I but that. i just that's so fucking annoying i well so i i hate i hate that now but back then it was just like 
that was that's what I that, you know that's all <laughs> I knew. Like, that, yeah, yeah, that was just all I knew. And so then I started. I would then often be a smoker on nights out, mm-hmm. which is like you know sixteen and smoking really not great. Um, yeah, and and I would say like I I'd I'd pretty much written off um, partying for many years, mm-hmm. right? And Why? I was in a relationship for one, and the relationship didn't really have a partying aspect to it too much. Like we went out once, uh, once or twice early in the relationship. Mm-hmm. It was actually like pretty fun, but I don't know. It just fizzled mm-hmm. out, and then yeah, we just we just didn't do it right. And and then in my head, like my identity became as somebody who's just moved up beyond that, right? Um, it's yeah. So it's 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 odd because then now in the last year plus it's it's something that's increasingly become more of a staple in my life and so i don't i don't know if partying has become like in this uh, in this you know later stage in my life something like entirely new and stuff but it's it does feel better it definitely mm-hmm. does feel better and just a bit more sustainable and like okay and and i think also part of that is like Going back to the four day, uh, going out four days a week uh, example, which by the way, I I don't do. I think three is the most I'll, I'll ever do. Um, one day I'll well, convince you on a five day bender with me. Yeah, I mean as a one off, sure. Like, you know, <laughs> is, you're not gonna get the resistance for <laughs> as a one off thing. Like, that was easy. <laughs> All right, uh, like, I'm gonna I'm gonna clip that part as your consent next time you say no. I'll be make like, it your ringtone every time you're next. Yeah. Uh, you said five nine. <laughs> <laughs> damn I, I don't even know what i was saying anymore uh oh well oh so because and if that person is drinking four times a week as well right so that's like mm. a clear-cut limitation if yeah, if you need health the alcohol but yeah, for, yeah yeah you, you know it'll be harder to work out the next day your performance will be worse in the gym you'll you're drinking you're getting a bunch of liquid calories uh you might be then eating less healthy food because when when you're done drinking, then you want to eat like a burger. Impacts your sleep. Yeah, it's it's so it's, it's a mess in many ways. So that's also part of it is like, um, and even if you're not drinking, like you said, the sleep aspect is still gonna possibly be an issue. But yeah, one thing is like we definitely have sober nights out as well, where maybe yeah. they're not as good. They're no, they're definitely not as good, but you can still have quite a lot of fun. Still like get out there and have a good time. So. That's another important, I think, skill to work on is just like build that level of comfortability out there, meeting people and stuff that so that it's not alcohol dependent. Yeah. Alcohol is a boost, but um, it's not needed. And actually, yeah, going back to what you're saying about nights that aren't actually like planned as party nights, like there's that organic spontaneity kind of thing going on, then... um, that's again where it's important to have the right social group, right? Because I feel like with with a good social group, the two of us can um, just say, "Hey, we're having we're meeting for bowling, and mm-hmm. we have a couple of drinks while we're bowling." Yeah, that's probably going to end up into a party night. One hundred percent. Right, and it's going to and it's going to be really good. Um, the only drawback to that is like in the wrong area. Um, if you try to just do it like in the spur of the moment, you're going to get in nowhere and then you're going to yeah. suck. But like uh, outside of that caveat and like, I think we know how to get around that now with different areas. Yeah. You got to know places. your city. You got to know the place where you're, you're party. And I think this goes back to the lifestyle aspect of it too, is like, you know, you got to know what places to go to, where to take people, how to invite people. I think something that would be interesting to discuss here is how would you, assuming, I'm going to assume that most of our listeners are dudes because I just think the stuff what we listeners? talked about. We were just sitting it's in a room true. talking about I know ourselves. three of my friends list, watch this because okay. I asked them to. Okay, and uh, they're three dudes. They are three dudes, yes. All right, so 100%. So we're good. So 100% of our audience. But no, what I mean is like, if you were just a single dude and you wanted to start partying, mm-hmm. how do you go about building that out? The social group? The social group, the lifestyle, the even, even the internal part, right? Like maybe, because I, I think... But I look at it as I feel like a lot of people, because like, I'm, I'm, tr- I'm looking at this too from the perspective of me, four or five or six now, you six, Jesus, six years ago. So six years ago, I used to have like a party lifestyle. I used to have all these friends. I used to have all this stuff. Mm-hmm. 
And then not only did I, I stop doing that stuff for a while, but I took a job that took up my weekends. So right. I was out of weekends for like years. And then suddenly you get your weekends back and it's like, I don't know who to call or what to do because I've been doing work on the weekend, on weekend nights specifically. Like when, time, when people are partying, I was mm-hmm. working. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm looking at that as a perspective of like, okay, if I, like, I feel like that's probably one of the worst situations you can be in. You're estranged from your weekend party friends because you haven't seen them in over two, three years. You haven't been out on a weekend in over two, three years. You have absolutely zero females in your social circle at that point because I had absolutely zero females in my social circle at that point. So how do you take, like what, and I'm just thinking too, because I feel like this is, what for me personally, one of the biggest limitations is getting over being in that situation and getting to a point where you can enjoy the good parts. Because I think for a lot of people, the reason why partying is a, ne- is a bad thing is because they never, they either go way too hard, which I think is rarer than the people who never get to the point where there's actually any of the rewards. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, I know, hundred percent. Like again, that's most of my life. Uh, yeah. So how how do you get to how do you, what do you, what do you what do you think you somebody should do to get to the first bit of rewards to try and figure so this out? Just to be clear, I'm not talking from a place of exactly having done this. I, again, I think both of us have generally expanded our social circles a bit in the past few months by going out and stuff. But even then, we had uh, at least okay. I'll, I'll I'll speak on my end. I kind of got to at least that baseline of having something uh, to go out there because of my brother who already, who's much more sociable and has been going out over these past several years. And um, he introduced me to his friend group and we kind of partied together that way. And then plus you and I got single around the same time and then you and I started to go out and like just by having one friend, right? It makes a world of difference. Oh yeah. Right. So so yeah, I I'm so the advice I'm about to give is just what I think because I didn't actually go through this, but you're gonna need a huge amount of social courage. You're just you have to put yourself out there. So lots and, of alcohol. And you're gonna have to, you, <laughs> you what you're gonna have to do is well one the internet exists and that's this is huge. The yeah. same way you can fall into a deep dark hole in the internet, you can also try to find people online and just do stuff with them. You can like. In uh, here, there's some. There's a website called Meetup.com. I don't know if it's North America wide or it's Canadian specific or whatever. But you can go there to try to find people who want to go out with you. You can find. You can go on the f- various forums and ask around about like people meeting up in different spots around your city. Um, uh, you, you, again, it doesn't have to be so direct either, right? Like one thing that you and I did recently, which has been fun for us, is like we decided to do bachata. Right, and we just thought it'd be a cool place to, number one, learn a skill that's new and, but is very much a social skill. Um, but you're gonna meet people there, and they're also gonna be new, and they're also gonna be figuring it, figuring it out. And you don't have to go to Bashata to meet girls. You can go to Bashata to meet guys too, right? Because mm. they're they, they're probably in some kind of similar space. Got look, <laughs> young men in general are largely when they do things that are kind of outside of their wheelhouse. They're largely motivated by. Trying to meet women. This is yep. what it is. Um, and also, the flip side, the flip is uh, flip side of that is true. I'm going to say less so, but there are plenty of women there who probably have at least one eye on 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 the opposite sex as well, or other woman, whatever. Right? We've we, we've we've seen it. Like in, just in our Bashata class over the past couple of months, we've seen the full spectrum of gay men there, lesbian women there, straight women, straight men. Like all, so, it's all there, right? So. Um, yeah, you need to just keep putting yourself out there and like when it's just you doing it, it is it is harder, right? Because even with Bashata, um, it would have been harder to do alone just for that initial push yep. at least, right? So um, on the way to the first class, I was running late and I was like, why am I doing this? This is the stupidest thing. I hate it. I, there, was, there was like, I was legitimate. <laughs> I'm running so late. And I was like, fucking hate my cow. Why do you come to do this? It's so stupid. I'm like idiots. And yeah. at the first class, I was sold. I'm like, nope. This is good. This yeah, is a great yeah. idea. Th- I would never would have done it on my own. Mm-hmm. So that was good that you pushed me into that. So I think, I think what you're saying is huge. I think one good friend, one key wingman just to start with. because And that's the one thing that I wrote down even for myself is you got to take the time to find someone who you can vibe with mm-hmm. who's kind of on the same trajectory as you is the first step. Because once you have that, then a lot of doors open. 
it's very difficult to go to a social event and convince people just to hang out with yourself unless yeah. you unless it's a one-on-one which is fine one-on-one works but if you're doing one-on-one then it, you're kind of setting a different tone versus you know when you invite a bunch of people out um and so the thing is once you have that one person at least at least one more person then it becomes easier to invite other people into your time and i think that or into the party that you're having yeah, yeah. i think that's huge i think that that was gonna be my first one the second one that i was gonna say was exactly what you said find some social events don't start off like unless you unless you have some sort of social skills or some background in doing it like this don't start off in the clubs don't start off in the social places don't start go to really low risk social places bachata and other dance classes are great um mm -hmm. language classes i heard are great if you want to do a little language class you're gonna make right. people of the other you know um you know just like just more more low-key social events sports uh, i'm so so on sports i feel there's a lot of sports that are very male dominated i actually had a discussion with my neighbor the other day about how he's like yeah we should play softball and i was thinking but i'm like you know softball probably is closer to co-ed than yeah. something because i was thinking if you guys play soccer and i'm like think about it soccer is a full contact sport i know it's not technically supposed to be but like at least the way that i used to play soccer it was a full kayak you you know you'd get on the ball and you'd body people out of the way so um or football sorry football mm -hmm. <laughs> um we're european guys <laughs> no i'm kidding Close um, enough. yeah but but point being like sports leagues just anywhere where you can kind of meet people in less of a um any kind of classes are good for it, unless of a pressurized social environment where you can then invite them to go get food after, get drinks after, go to this after, go to this after, and just build out from there. I think the biggest thing is um, like understanding that at first it's not going to click right away and that it's going to take some work, but the more that you go through that part of it, the more that you try to, like I think also just look at yourself now as a social connector. Your job is to connect as many different people who may be interested in going to get drinks on a Friday night or going to this or going to that. Your job is to be center node on this network of people and you invite people in and you bring them in. And I think, I think for a lot of people, and, and I'm just going to be straight up with this, I think that at least this was on my mind and this is I think what a lot of people will consider um, and I think it comes from a place of insecurity, but it's like, well, what if the people that I end up inviting aren't super cool or what if they're not there? and it's just mm. like and there is a that, that's a huge i think that's kind of very human to think yeah but you know if i make a social circle like even when you when you brought up meetup i went to a couple meetups like way back in the day mm -hmm. and the people at meetups were very awkward very like i don't know maybe just the ones that i went to but they were not like these were not the kind of people who you're like yes yeah, do, my do cool you mind friend. saying uh what meetups there were like what the groups were um one of them was like, a, so one of them was a language meetup where people were more or less cool, like kind of average. Yeah. Uh, we did a couple of improv meetups that were just really like, like yeah, like, you're not, you're not going for it. I mean, I don't know. It's judgmental to say, but yeah, there's people there who are like, no. Yeah. Um, I did a couple of just like walking tour slash whatever hangout in Toronto meetups where it's like, oh, we're going to go to this one place and explore it. Yeah. And again, to be fair, all three of those, they don't cater to exactly the same same dynamic but even there you could meet somebody and bring them out and party with them and party with more people like the thing is you have to drop a little bit of the judgment when you're doing this i think that's another big thing is you have to be the person who sees the value in everybody and who understands how to bring the fun out of everybody because even in those experiences i realized that there's some people who at first i thought and i'm gonna be i thought they were losers i'm like this person is like this person is a a, a social um what's the term they're a, they're a social uh Pariah? Not pariah, no. Uh, liability. A social uh -huh. liability. Like, oh God, what the heck? But then you meet some of these people and you realize, no, wait, these people are actually like, they're bosses in their own right. So I think a big part of it is everything that we set up till now, drop your judgment and just let it take time mm -hmm. and just be persistent at it. Because I do think that, uh, and I mean, always just be looking for places where you can meet those kind of people too. Because you're going to meet, the more you expose yourself to more people, and telling them like, this is what I like to do. I like to go, you know, I like to drink, I like to go to these places, I like to do this. You're gonna meet more people who are about that. And then from there, it just grows. I, I do think in some ways it's, despite still like a good bit of bravery needed and, and, uh, and all that that we've just talked about, but 
there are a lot of young men who need other young men in their lives to go do stuff. Like, you know, now that I'm not, like, seeking it, I see it all the time where literally just the other day after after soccer, mm -hmm. I apologize, it's, it's male-dominated. Football. <laughs> but, um, uh, and yeah, afterwards, um, this guy who has always been quite quiet, he... he he was there last season, but like not as a regular of the team, and now he's become a regular. And so I've only seen him for a few weeks. He's always been kind of very quiet and like head down sort of person. Mm -hmm. But like this time, I wasn't really. T I was talking to somebody else. So I was kind of heard it in the background. But him and one of our mutual friends uh, were talking about like online dating and stuff, and it came kind of out of nowhere. Um, because like that's. You know, it's really like certain things will just always be okay topic of conversations amongst young men, right? Mm -hmm. So ask, asking about like, or going over the struggles of dating, mm -hmm. it's always going to be just an easy way to connect or the struggles of going out or struggles of talking to women or any of these sort of things, right? Mm -hmm. there's, there's a reason why there's such a huge uh, demand online on YouTube and TikTok and various, you know, social platforms for strong male figures to show young men how to go about their lives. Yeah. And yeah, a lot of that is cringy. A lot of it's misguided. A lot of it is just flat out terrible, right? Mm -hmm. But most of them at least have some, some kernel of value in terms of at least getting men on their feet. Yeah. And so... Yeah, there's a huge, huge amount of demand there. That means there are a huge, huge number of guys who are looking for some sort of male friend to help them out. And so, like you were saying uh, about, like, not judging people, there needs to, yeah, you need to go out there with, like, a sense of radical, radical security about yourself. And I know that's so hard, and you're just going to have to fake it until you make it here. But, yeah. like, you cannot be prideful. You can be judgy. You can be yeah. thinking about like how other people bring like, down. Why are they going to be value? Uh, good on talking to girls? You can't think. Oh, the worst is when you think girls, certain girls are beneath you, mm. right? That's also very common. And these are, and these are all things and feelings and thoughts I've had when I was a younger man who was much more insecure and it's just like, ah, oh, well, this girl's being friendly, right? Which is so terrific. And any any girl being friendly, friendly and cool to you, you should be very happy with. And and and. I'd be like, I, I just, I don't know, what will the other guy say? Or is she actually that attractive? Or yeah. Just like, you know, it's, it's, it's so, so wrong-headed. You need to let go of all of that garbage. Be happy for every friend you have, as long as they're ultimately, you know, solid enough, decent people, right? Yeah. And then again, that's just to touch upon the limitations or the dangers as well is there are a lot of creepy dudes out there. There are a lot of <laughs> shallow women out there. There's a lot of that kind of yeah. stuff, right? There's... Oh, and also, <laughs> being a party person, like a, being a party person is not a personality. It's a lack of one, right? Until you actually have something else to, that, that, is a, uh, that comes with that, right? While being a party person, you're also X, Y, Z. But if you're just somebody who's always out there and just generally like a good vibe, that's fine. But like, so you're saying I should be a drug dealer and a party person. I'm saying you do whatever's necessary. <laughs> I'm just fucking. <laughs> but but uh, no, you're absolutely right. It, it can't it, be your identity. It's it, it's like I think a big danger is your whole friend group is your is a party group, but then that's all they are, right? Like you and I before we ever party together, work together, and would have conversations that had nothing to do with partying or drinking. Um. And now that we're partying way more, we still have a whole life outside of that, right? It's having a real friendship underneath it, not just being someone who enables your whatever, your party habits. And, and you know, initially you might just have to make some party friends and, you know, you might have some party friends and some non-party friends and all of that kind of stuff can still sort of work short term or that combination uh, approach can also work, but... The, yeah, never fall into the trap of like, oh, you, you're partying so much, so all your friends are party people and you don't know what their actual interests are and if they're actually mm -hmm. at all compatible with you or their values or any of that kind of stuff. So you need to be careful with that. You need to still have like friends that you can just chill with and stuff like that. And that's why, you know, it is important that some sometimes you do activities that don't have anything to, to do with partying with your friends 
and it might still end up in a party, right? Which is great if you, mm. if, if you have that good vibe going with them. But um, yeah, th that, that part is important. And be careful that you don't end up with shallow people or creepy dudes or any of that stuff. And you hopefully call them out when they are like that, right? Like, yeah. it's the thing that I think a lot of guys have some sort of regrets about of saying like, ah, yeah, that guy was a creepy, creepy asshole and I probably should have either stopped being friends with him or stepped in when I saw something that I was unsure of or something like that. Mm. Um, but yeah, the flip side is like, as long as they seem like decent enough people, don't judging their looks or be judging their social s skills and all this stuff, help them out and yeah. they'll help you too and you're going to grow together hopefully, right? Yeah. So, yeah, um... think that's a lot of what i wanted to get across about partying yeah. um is there anything else that we need to cover no i think that was pretty good i think we hit that's all the points that i had um <laughs> yeah yeah i i i think i ha i do just generally have like a precautions list but i feel like we've hit most of them like don't want to ever lose track of the bigger picture right mm -hmm. like um it's super intoxicating when your partying life starts to fully function and you're having such a good time but like if right up to that point you're working towards something whether it's in, in your job or a fitness goal or some kind of other uh, don't throw those things away yeah let's still prior prioritize them as much as possible um so yeah not don't let your general productivity start lagging and uh again yeah be be intelligent with your health, right? Like both of us work out, both of us do, you know, watch our diet, even if it's not necessarily always like I said before. But like e even that, right? Like okay, I ate that ate that combination of pizza and pasta. Tomorrow I'm gonna be in a huge deficit of calories mm. to make up for that, right? And then similarly, yeah. um, you and I we drank a whole lot last week. We're not planning to drink ago. a, yeah, and 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 we're not planning to drink a drop this week. No. So, figure figure out how to make it sustainable. If if you're always drinking and then binge eating and then waking up late and all this kind of stuff, like, um, it's not sustainable. It's not healthy. And I I think we've seen a lot of guys who went got big into partying and they also just became more puffy, red faced. <laughs> you know, bloated people, and uh, it's a shame the to see that. fitness went down the shitter. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, just, just, uh, I guess, overall take takeaways is just that, right? Like, there's so much value to be had beyond just, like, even in the brain dead, right? Like we discussed, but beyond the brain dead, too. Yeah. Uh, but they are dangerous, and so you need to be sensible around them, and, uh, but yeah, our the, the the youngest amongst us will have to eat a lot of shit along the way. But but hopefully, uh, it's all part of it. Hopefully, part they can ride the ship a whole lot faster than we did. Basically, right? yeah, yeah, it's all that, part of it. Mm -hmm. It's all part of the fun. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, uh, then that's a wrap for this first video podcast. I hope you guys like it. Wow! Um, <laughs> you cool stuff on the video. <laughs> uh, yeah, I definitely think video. Uh, you're, or you're better suited for video than me. I'm gonna, so? I'm gonna have to figure out how to, uh, how to pop more. Just speak yeah, with yeah. your hands. Yeah. Yeah. Make gestures. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but okay, uh, thanks guys for joining us for this week's episode of Life's Difficult. If you enjoyed this episode, we really appreciate it if you gave us a positive rating, review, shared the podcast, all that other good stuff. Uh, take care, and we'll see you next week for another episode of Life's Difficult. We out.